Welcome back to Capital Chat. I am your host, Jordan Listen, Joining me now, I have two guests that are here on behalf of the City Museum. Now, I don't think I actually got your last name, Beth. So, Beth Weigel. I'm the director at the City Museum. And then, Tom, remind me of your last name. Tom Loker. Tom Loker. And you're, you're a local musician, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Alrighty. So, I understand that you come to talk to me because you, Tom, are actually getting a bunch of local musicians to come to the museum for First Friday today. Two students are going to play during the first Friday reception today. We're pretty excited to have students there again. We had them there for the last First Friday in March as well. Okay. Right, and we're having a continuation of our show, community art show from last month. So it's still our 12 by 12 community art show under the theme of opposites. So uh, many people from the community have created a 12 by 12 piece of art that somehow expresses that theme. And so it's fun to come and see your uh, fellow community members uh, and how they've expressed themselves. And it's always a range of different kinds of um, people who enter into that show. So sometimes we have people who who do art pretty regularly and maybe work at that as a profession and other people who are just really you know interested in participating in something community oriented like this it's a nice exhibit there are i think over 30 entrants yeah about that yeah yeah okay now i'm already curious so what made you come up with the idea of doing a theme about opposites well each year um when we do the community art show we put out a little journal log and everybody proposes suggestions for the next year so we usually look through that and uh, talk amongst ourselves and decide on the theme based on what the community's input was from the year before okay because i was saying that seems like it'd be a very interesting theme although i can't i'm trying to imagine things that i would think to contrast i mean if you were to contrast <laughs> southeast i'd be like you need to pick a highly urbanized space if you want to do a contrast there right well there's definitely a, a lot of interesting ways people interpret that we have like for example um polar bears and penguins on the same canvas and um you know different shorelines and skies and you know things that are nature based that could be opposites and I don't know what what else do you remember from the exhibit I liked it that uh, Kathleen Harper's uh, submission had relief and it sort of jumps out at you from the 12 by 12 canvas yep and then uh, another neighbors of mine uh, mother and daughter submitted an exhibit where it shows a whale jumping and then um, a whale skeleton also in the drawing. Yeah. yeah. And we have fish tails and fish heads on another one. So lots of fun interpretations of the, of the theme. I'm, th- I'm seeing the parallels of life and death with those last <laughs> two. I was going to say, I'm so glad you brought up the polar bears and the penguins. Uh, when I was in school uh, in Northern Ireland, you often hear people asking about the penguins. I'm like, that's a different hemisphere. Yeah. <laughs> I expect you to know this. This yeah. is a different hemisphere. <laughs> okay. And now, Tom, talk to me a bit about the music performances for tonight. Well, I was visiting with Beth uh, last May during an opening reception about the idea of inviting students to come and play at opening receptions on First Friday. And she agreed that that would be a good idea to get that going. Uh, after the pandemic, people have started to return to coming to see art in, uh, in person. And I think it enhances or elevates the experience for there to be live music playing at for the atmosphere in the museum. So I reached out to about 15 local piano teachers and asked if they had any students who wanted a performance opportunity like this, sort of low pressure, not a recital, and particularly developing students who are not old enough to perform in public, say, in a bar or restaurant yet, but they're interested in in playing. And we, we got lucky with 
two really good students who are very sincere about their playing. And when I heard them, I could tell instantly these are students who practice, take it seriously, and who interpret the songs. They're not just playing the notes. So the first one who's playing at 415 today is Dan Degner, and he's an eighth grader. Um, but he his playing is much more mature and, and progressed. He's very progressed in his art. The other artist is Ruby Lee. She's also 14. And again, very solid interpreter of the song she's doing. And has, both of them prepared a lot of material. During the 12 by 12 ex- exhibit in March, we asked them to prepare 12 minutes or more. Okay. And they took that seriously, and they had way more than 12 minutes of prepared prepared so tonight they're going to give a little longer presentation each so dan goes on first followed by ruby okay so in addition to the 12 by 12 continuing we also have a a little what we call maybe mini exhibit opening up around our map case and uh, that is about glaciers so some of our fine artwork um that that shows uh, interpretations of glaciers both abstract and and probably more impressionism or something like that as well as some photographs uh, that will be on the slideshow are up. So a lot of historical photos of uh, the Taku area, actually. So it's really um, quite interesting to see a lot of that Winter and Pond and other photographers who traveled there in the early 1900s and just uh, all the changes that we can see that have come from, you know, the change in climate and things like that. So that's also happening. We're also having a little bit of a sale in the store to get ready for summer. We're kind of clearing out some of the older inventory, so um, we'll have some things on sale. And um, another announcement I wanted to make is that we are extending our deadline for the Marie Darlin Prize nominations and the history grant applications. So we have extended that till May 5th, and Marie Darlin Prize, of course, is... Um, recognizing outstanding works of artistic, literary, performative, or scholarly merit that has the concern of cultures and people of Southeast Alaska, the Yukon, or Northern British Columbia. So it's awarded annually to someone. We just had a celebration of the two folks who won the last two years because we couldn't gather. We did a combined reception on Wednesday night. Tom was there for that too. So we honored uh, Ernestine Hayes, who was the recipient in 2021, and Maureen Longworth, who was the recipient in 2022. So there's still time to nominate someone for that. And then there's still time to um, apply for a Juno History Grant that's been around in some form or another since 1980. But basically a small, you know, starter to start a history project or maybe complete a history project. I always like to bring up the example of Ed and Betsy, Ed Long, Ed, Betsy Longenbaugh and Ed Schoenfeld who started off with a history grant and they created a um, presentation on their, you know, the murders, their the historical murders. Series. Yeah, and then that turned into walking tours at the city museum and now it's a book form. So it's a great way to get a history project started or finish off a history project like Maureen Longworth also started uh, had a history grant at one point and that helped pay for the uh, production of Blue Ticket so you know always a small you know maybe not a large amount of money but you know anywhere from 800 to 1500 or or maybe even a little more than that so still time to apply for that gotcha you just mentioned three names that are reminding me how ingratiated I am getting into the community again because I remember Ernestine from my UAS days I've talked with Ed and Betsy multiple times actually for CapChat talking about their true crime series 
and so that's it's proving I'm getting I'm getting more <laughs> more into the community again. It's it's been what I think three months now. I should be yeah. more. <laughs> well, the Juno the Juno Douglas City Museum is the um, place that holds community memory and community belongings and indigenous belongings, and we're very. Um, proud to you know have the care of of that part of our community so of course it makes me happy that um, the folks that we have involved in things going on at the museum you also have talked to and know about and it's it's a great combination I think that's indicative of the fact that Juno is very community centered we always want to incorporate everyone that's in the community and all the different cultures and things going on I think that's really big and that's very important I was also going to say it's always nice to hear a lot of the about the indigenous aspects of the museum. I always think that that's great, especially uh, I remember my time as a volunteer in the Anchorage Museum. I like to go up to that sort of area of the museum, even though I worked in the sciences area. Right. I would still take the time to go up there and be like, I want to talk about all the stuff that's up here, too. I don't want to just do the science stuff, although I was very good at the science stuff. <laughs> right. And that's a good point that we're also bringing back Lily Hopes for our children uh, Chilcat weaving in the uh, style of uh, Jenny Clunat and Clarissa Rizal, who was her mother. Um, so, uh, you know, about 20 baby Chilcat robes are coming back to the City Museum and being on exhibit for the whole entire summer. So we're very excited to partner with Lily again. And uh, it's just an outstanding exhibit. That'll open up on May 1st. We'll obviously come back and talk about that in May. But we'll be doing the um, changing of the main gallery uh, the last two weeks of April, so that gallery will be uh, cordoned off so that we can install that. And it's it's just really beautiful, and it's it's she's done a amazing job of um, enlivening the Chilcat weaving art form and uh, basically tripling, quadrupling. I'm not sure how how many new weavers she brought into that that can now weave a full size Chilcat robe. Um, but you know there's so much there and and we're also going to work with her again next summer to do raven's tail weaving in the same fashion so gotcha gotcha always love hearing more about cultural experiences now tell me what time do those music my words tell me what time those musical performances start for first friday today 4 15 dan's going to begin playing and once he's finished ruby will start around five o'clock and they're both more than 12 minutes. Oh, yeah. Despite the 12 by 12. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's, it's, it's uh, ambient music. Right. It's uh, intended to, to enhance the experience while patrons look at the art exhibit and, and the, the newer exhibit about glaciers and the Taku River Valley. And gotcha, gotcha. I was going to make a math pun. If it's, the, if it's 12 by 12, do they both have 144 <laughs> minutes? <laughs> <laughs> well, First Friday does kick off at 4 p.m. at the City Museum, and we stay up until 7, so we stay open late on First Fridays, and we will have refreshments as well, and kind of nice ones, because we had, you know, a lot of things we brought in for Wednesday, and those things that we could, re- we had extra of, we can serve more of tonight, so. Okay. I'll have to keep that in mind. I actually live not too far from the City Museum now these days. Yeah. And that's lo- that's very much thanks to the Friends of the Juno Douglas City Museum. And I also wanted to mention that this month is still free admission. Um, and that is in honor of Marie Darlin. And then starting in May, we'll, we'll begin charging again. But you can always join the Friends of the Juno Douglas City Museum. And if you join at the family level, you get a free annual pass to the City Museum. Admission on First Friday is ordinarily free, but we always welcome donations. Exactly. Good job, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I'd like to thank you both for coming on. It was fun chatting about the museum. I always think it's interesting to hear what's going on down there. Thank you for having us. All right. You've been listening to Capital Chat on KINY.